What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Around the Circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. It's another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. He writes for Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit and Fitivon 3com If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk for champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. And all the podcasts associated with the Talk of Champions podcast network can be found uh, wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions and Spotify or whatever. David, what's up? You ever get a guy on those reviews that go, they leave, that they leave a five-star review, but they go, you stink. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, there was three of them. One of like that's why I, I got upset with the most recent. Not upset. I didn't really care. I laughed, but I was like, "Come on, man!" To the most recent review left on the Talk of Champions platform of podcasts, where he said, "I've tried left one star. I've tried, but I don't like it that Ben talks over his guests, which is a re- legitimate gripe. Like I get it, but I said to yeah, you over and over point. again, what? say what you want to say. Last, Just make sure it's five stars. Podcast. Well, here you go again. Here you go again. Yeah. Last podcast. You talked over me big time. I did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could never get you to slow down. It was it was interesting, but uh, I did not leave that review. By the way, I don't know who did, but uh, accurate review. Ouch. At least for that one. I'm Ouch. But like I said, Ouch. well, let me make sure. Have you finished talking? Uh, yeah, I'm done. Over. Okay. All right. Over. Um, I don't care what you say as long as it's five stars. It's fine to say that Ben talks over his guests. That's a legitimate gripe. But you didn't know the assignment. Five stars. Just can't put one star. That doesn't help me at all. Over. I got you. you. So go five stars, guys. Whether we deserve it or not, please. Five (laughs) stars. All right. Let's get down to business here. Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Super Regional, starts Saturday. Down in Hattiesburg, what environment should the few fortunate Ole Miss fans who get tickets to this? And, and I got to tell you, I had three different media associates of mine call me last night and go, hey, man, can you give me credential for this? Oh. Yeah. And only one of them whom I will try to get credentials. Of course, Jared's going to be there, but um, – Will I try to get credentials because he does a good job helping us with the site? The other two, I barely know them. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I mean, everybody's trying to figure out a way to save four hundred bucks or sixty dollars standing room only, and get in that game. And uh, I hear it's going to be sold out, Ben. Here's my question: How many Mississippi State fans do you think are at this game? Uh, you know, I, I truly believe there will be, I'd say, 50 that somehow another finagle tickets just to go down there and pull for Southern. I could see that happening. You know, their whole fan base is not like that. I'm not saying that. Really and truly, we all know Mississippi State fans. We all know some pretty darn good ones that are good people and everything. But every fan base, including Ole Miss, has their friends. And, uh, you know, we probably try to amplify that fringe because, well, we hate Mississippi State. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a I wild. don't hate Mississippi State. And, and I don't either. I lose that. I use that term loosely. But it is a rivalry. And, um, you know, some people take rivalries to extreme on both sides of the fence. And, um, you know, I just think maybe they have – a lot more people that do that than Ole Miss does. I think 50 is conservative. You think more? Yeah. Well, how many Bulldogs will be in Pete Taylor Park? 203. 
Oh my God, two oh three. I like it. Yeah. It's precise. Cause here's the thing about Mississippi State, the fringe of Mississippi State fan base. It's their own line, very, very own line fans. And they that's where they're different than even Ole Miss fans or other fan bases that might be considered crazy online. State's kind of unique in how insane they are on social media. Yeah, I can agree with that. Okay. I, I, I can. Uh, them and maybe Texas A&M's got some folks like that. Arkansas. Uh, maybe a smart Arkansas's definitely got some people like that. And look, here we are. We're Ole Miss people. No denying that. And we're, we're, we're calling out everybody else, and maybe we can't see the forest for our own trees. That's all I'm saying. You know, everybody's got a fringe. Is Ole Miss going to Omaha this time yes, next week? I've okay. told you that. I've told right. you that. They are going to Omaha. I think so, too. You, you, oh, okay, you think so, too? Good. I'm glad somebody finally agrees with me and, and, and hasn't crawled into a corner Huddle up in the fetal position because it's Southern Miss. <laughs> My gosh, people. Look, they've got a great baseball team. There's no doubt about it. Your baseball team is playing great right now. So, you know, yeah, they won a regional that consisted of LSU, who Ole Miss swept in Baton Rouge this year, Kennesaw State, and Army. Is that right? Those were the four teams down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean – does Army scare you? Does Kennesaw scare you? Does LSU scare you? Maybe Southern Miss does, but I'm just saying what Ole Miss did by comparison's sake, going to Miami, all kind of screwy stuff with that thing being in Miami with the weather, by the way. I mean, they had to hop airplanes and do all kind of adjustments to travel plans. Nothing faced them. And look, they beat Arizona twice and beat Miami on its home field. The number six national seed. David. All I'm saying is Ole Miss fans, you've got a lot going for you into this super regional. A lot. And let me tell you something. Mike Bianco has not been living under a rock. He's well aware of the outside conversation going on regarding his future. And you know what? I think it's affecting his coaching. I think it's affecting how his boys are playing for him right now. How can I not interrupt you? See, when you say things like that, I try to keep my mouth shut, not say anything because Ben's talking over his guests. You're not my guest on this podcast. You're my co-host. But David, David, Mike has known the pressure and the outside noise for 10 years. 10 years. And it didn't change anything in the third game of a Super at Arizona last year, he knew then, hey, I need to win this. I'm one for seven before last year in Omaha yeah, advancement opportunities. That has nothing to do with it. Like it I told you yesterday. is exactly noise. Noise sometimes is just noise. And that's why you tend to want to block it out so that it doesn't affect you. It was more than noise. It is more than noise now. We all know that. You can't have you know, the nation's number one ranked team. And then a month later, you're not getting in the NCAA tournament and, and there not be real consequences to that. And I think in the past, it's really just kind of been noise. Now, this year, it's not noise. It's got teeth to it. We all know it's got teeth to it. Just like Look, 2014, it was the same situation. Going into the postseason. Yeah. They went to Omaha. Yeah. I mean, so, so look, I, I mean, you know, Mike, Mike Bianco's a, a man. He's a human being. I, I mean, how would you react to it? You're probably going to do everything you can to save your job, your career, your life. And, and I mean, I think these His guys life? Again, how can I sport. not interrupt you? His life? I, yeah, I like Mike Bianco. I do. What he gets up and does every day of the year. I like Mike Bianco as a person. We're very different personalities. We've clashed a lot. But he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's a multi-millionaire multiple times over. It's baseball coaching. He's fine. He'd get a great job if anything. His life. When I I say his life, I'm not talking about, 
you know, he's going to be at the food pantry tomorrow. That's not happening. We all know that's not happening. Because that sounds a little dramatic. A little dramatic. He's set for life in that sense. When I'm saying life, I mean getting up and putting on uh, that Ole Miss baseball hat every day. As the head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, something he spent the last 22 years doing, I think it means something to him. Now, okay, there are people out there listening to me going, well, it didn't mean nothing to him last year when he was trying to get that LSU job. Mm-hmm. I'm what? keeping my mouth what? shut. I'm keeping. You haven't said over. I'm mm. yeah. mm-hmm. over, over. Go. That's exactly right. That's exactly where. I mean, it was one thing when it was like, yeah, he hasn't accomplished what what he has to like. What what the goal is every year? Get to Omaha. If you gotten there not just once but twice or three times, it's not the same kind of criticism. It's falling short. That was the frustration. Then when your loyalty comes into question and very embarrassingly for these people, and it really, it's not big enough of a story nationally is college baseball. Mike Bianco flirting with LSU very publicly, interviewing with them, wanting that job, publicly acknowledging that he wanted the job. That's not a, a, a national story. But locally, where all of the pressure comes from, that, that you just totally shit the bed with those fans. Those fans, the the ones that you were already trying to pacify because of the lack of success in getting to Omaha, well, now you just totally turned your back on that because it's. And I know there's no loyalty in this game, but Mike Bianco has always demanded complete and utter loyalty from everybody: the fans, the players, the media. And then when you do it, and and you get questioned about it, now I got a problem. That just doesn't wash. Also, well, you brought up a point earlier about Ole Miss fans in the fetal position. And it's like I told you yesterday when we were just talking about this on the phone. Because seriously, this is all we do. He, when I called David this morning, right before we record, said, what are we going to talk about, does David say? And what did I say? I don't know. And hit record. This is just how we talk. Yeah, that's how we do it. So you said the fetal position. It's like I told you yesterday. It's not about Southern Miss, this team, this Ole Miss baseball team how they've gotten to this place, being so close to Omaha again. It's about what it would mean to lose. And you take into account all of the Ole Miss, we are Ole Miss moments in history. Of course, of course, this thing, Ole Miss fans were resigned. This team didn't, um, they they underachieved. They just didn't accomplish what they set out to do, what we thought they were. This was the team that did Mike Bianco in. Okay, fine, we accept it. Mike Bianco is going to be gone. It's going to be a change. It's finally happening. The baseball world for Ole Miss has come to an abrupt halt, and it's a, a transition point for Ole Miss baseball. And then they do the thing that we all expect them to do at the beginning of the year, and they went into a regional and beat the crap out of a good field, a really good field, Arizona, Miami, and I still don't know the number four team's name. So they go into that field and win, and win in convincing fashion, 22-6, to six. In the in the uh, elimination, well, not the elimination game, but the clinching game, twenty-two to six in old Ole Miss clinching games, it had been this roller coaster of emotions. No, Ole Miss just did a very un-Ole Miss thing and beat the crap out of Arizona. And even when Mike made one of his classic Mike Bianco blunders, and even though everyone else knew that Derek Diamond, everyone well, and their mother, Derek God Diamond. himself knew Derek Diamond couldn't see the lineup a third time through, and of course Mike left him in, and they tie at 5-5. Ole Miss won 22-6. 22. They outscored Arizona 17-1 to the rest of the way. So then Mike doesn't even have to answer to that. It's not about this team losing to Southern Miss. It's about the We Are Ole Miss moment of all these Ole Miss fans being super excited now, completely bought back in after the most disappointing season in a long time. And then you go to Southern Miss of all places after State last year won a title and lose. That's what the fetal position is about. It's the We Are Ole Miss possibility, potential of it all. I, I told you two weeks ago they'd get to Hattiesburg, and they finally did. And, um, Did. you know, listen, uh, by the way, that other team is Canisius, uh, a there Jesuit it is. institution. Canisius. I think in upstate New York, yeah. Canisius. But, um, <clears throat> Canisius. But, um, you know, look, this is going to be a big weekend for baseball. It doesn't matter what else is going on this weekend. Baseball is king this weekend. Um, 
So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, if necessary, series. So 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon, first pitch. It's Dylan DeLucha for Ole Miss. And then you're going to throw Hunter Elliott on Sunday. And, you know, I like both of those pitchers. I think both of them are capable of doing exactly what they did in Miami against this Southern Miss lineup. Now, at the same time, look, it's the first time Southern Miss has ever hosted a Super Regional, ever. Mm, mm, I didn't and know And they've that. got their arch rival being served up to them on a platter. Arch rival's I mean, a little much. That's a little much. Well, for them, for them, who else would they rather be hosting in a Super Regional, Ole Miss or Mississippi State or anybody else? It'd be two of the SEC schools in the state. I mean – it's it it's they they either come out smelling like a rose or they're little Southern Miss again. All right, would Southern uh, Miss rather is is Mississippi State or Ole Miss more of a rival to, to Southern Miss? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I think Ole Miss. I really do, just because I. That's think why Ole I Miss think two hundred people. Uh, that's why I think two hundred state fans will be there. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, sorry. Ole Ole Miss is the premier institution in the state of Mississippi, oh, if God. you ask me. Oh, and, uh, oh my mentions! No, I can just see them catching fire now. Why'd you do oh, that? Yeah. Well, well, because Southern Miss is about to join the Sun Belt. That's why. So, um, you know, but but they've got a great baseball team and a great baseball program. We know that we beat them in Oxford last year. So. What'd you hit you know, in that game? Y- y'all did that? You did that? We did that? What'd, what'd you hit? Were you two for four? Did you catch no, a fly ball? Well, uh, Dom Bianco didn't put me in, but, you know. <laughs> that's all right. Elko hit a couple of homers, and we, we won anyway. But, you know, hey, I, I'm excited about this. I'm geeked. Yeah. And actually, I'm going out of town this weekend. Uh, I've got to go to Mountain View, Arkansas, and the in-laws. But, I've already made arrangements to watch that game Saturday afternoon over there. And, um, yeah, I'll be home by Sunday's game. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I am geeked. Jared Redding's going down there for us. He'll be down there Friday. Uh, and, um, man, I, I just think it's an awesome moment for Ole Miss. And, by God, we're due one. And um, I, I do think Ole Miss wins this series. And I'll go further than that. I think Ole Miss takes the first two games. I, I will say that David Johnson made a really good point and stopped me from really bending something up because I got a little. I've gotten a little into this run. It's been fun. I haven't covered a game in person, but I was just geeked. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to parachute into Hattiesburg. And he was like, Ben Jake Thompson has done a great job for on three in the Ole Miss spirit, covering Ole Miss baseball all year, and then you're just going to parachute in. Yeah, that's shitty. So I'm going <laughs> to sit at home, sit at home, and provide complimentary coverage and. Probably um, really unfunny jokes on Twitter. Yeah, well, and and there you go. You know, that's what we talked about yesterday, not on a podcast, but all we do is talk about what we talk about. <laughs> but yeah, 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 you know, that was that's my whole deal. I mean, you know, with Jared Redding, he's done a great job for us. And I'm like, you know, if they go to Omaha, and, and the question was, are you going to go to Omaha? And uh, let's go to Omaha. It'll be fun. And I was like, no, I'm not going. So that's 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 Jared. He, he'll go. And then. You did the immediate reversal and the right thing. I'm proud of you. It's all you, my friend. You make me a better person, David. Thank you. Same here. Same here. You you just don't know. If Ole Miss goes to Southern and loses, what happens? Oh, my God. Uh, that, That is when I think things are immediately back in a flux situation. I mean, you know, the noise, if you will, is going to be tremendous uh clamoring for a change that's going to happen because as good as this team is and even though they've had a few injuries here and there they 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 were number one they were number one in the polls for two weeks they were number one and they went to southeastern louisiana as number one lost and the pollsters forgave them and then they kept playing crappy and they kept playing crappy enough. They fell down to number 10 and then down to 24 and then boom, disappeared from the polls. Um, that's not going to be forgiven unless this team gets to Omaha. I don't think it will be forgiven. I'm not saying a move will be made regardless of what happens in Hattiesburg. And I'm not saying there won't be one. I'm saying that's back on the table because, and it may not be for Keith Carter. Keith may already have moved on from that. But it's going to be back on the table in the public forums, uh, 
and with the fan base. And after 22 years, it should be. Now, well, that goes back to that nervousness that Ole Miss fans might have, the we are Ole Miss moment that could happen losing to Southern Miss. But also, it was obvious what was happening. We both knew this. It was an un, It was one of the worst kept secrets you could possibly have in Ole Miss circles. Like, Ole Miss was going to move on from Mike Bianco once Ole Miss didn't make the postseason, which it was surprised if they did. Uh, but then when they go to Miami, it was still going to happen. Now you mucked it all up again. You mucked it all up again to yeah, where, like, Last year, I told you this. I've told you this countless times, and I've told and I've said this on this podcast probably countless times at this point. Last year in July, when he publicly flirted with LSU, that was an easy, clean way for Ole Miss and Mike Bianco to mutually agree to part ways, to celebrate each other, and to move like to break up uh, and say we're going to be good co-parents to the kids, and and we have we had a very healthy, loving relationship. Well, now it's all kind of messy because if if he goes because. Last year, even if you even if you pulled the trigger last year for Keith Carter, you're firing a coach that just took his team to Game Three of a Super Regional. Regardless of the circumstances, still LSU and, and how that played out would have given them plenty of cover because still that do, that doesn't take into account the history of falling short and all that kind of stuff. It was just a very public and easy way to go, you know what, we've had a great run. Uh, I'm going to take a, a year away as Mike Bianco, and I'll get another good job next year. And Ole Miss to say, hey, you know what, it's run its course. He's the greatest Ole Miss baseball coach um, in school history. We appreciate him. But now, now it, it looks worse. It looks worse. because yeah, you, know, you do know the great – Casey Stingle once coached baseball at Ole Miss. Yes, I know. Well, yeah, okay. Well, that's a, that's another uh, debate for another time. Who's the greatest mean, coach or whatever? I'm not. He's inarguably one of the top two coaches in Ole Miss history. One of the, is, no okay. Doubt. Is this fair to say Mike Bianco is one of the most decorated coaches in any sport in Ole Miss history? Yes. That's okay. Fair to say. Okay. So we could argue semantically about that shit all we want. What I'm saying is, is last July, you had an easy excuse. Now, you're, you're back to the same place you always are. Oh, they, they just lost in the Super? Mike Bianco. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. And that's a, that's a difficult proposition. It's uh-huh. going yeah. to be an interesting three or four days after the regional if Ole Miss loses Southern Miss. But both and of I'm us not think it's not going to happen. They're going to Omaha, God. I do. I do. I think they're going to Omaha. I really and truly do. When I saw the regional fields and the pairings, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think they'd get out of Miami. <sighs> Nobody did, I don't think, in their right mind. But I knew that if they got out of Miami, it was either Southern Miss or LSU, most most likely, that was going to be waiting on them in a super. And I liked that path. I liked those matchups. It's two teams you're very familiar with. You went uh, you went four and one against them in the five games you played against them this year. That voice you hear is David Johnson, and this is another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review, talk of champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. And this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. This podcast is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler. He specializes in retirement investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And he can help you with anything you could possibly need, from mutual funds to employee benefits, college savings plans. Give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186 and start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler. Let's hear from B&A Bank, Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, and a couple other proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. Ah, it's springtime in Oxford again. Who doesn't love springtime in Oxford? Flowers bloom and the squares popping. Ole Miss baseball, a little Ole Miss spring football. It's honestly one of the best times of the year, so why not enjoy it? See all the beauty that Oxford has to offer in a brand new car, truck, or Jeep. Well, if you're in the market, 
the only place to go, Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates them from every other dealership in Oxford, Mississippi, as Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now, this is the only place to go. And when you go, ask for Brian or Mason. Tell them Talk of Champions sent you. And take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides by contacting them at 662 662- Two three four eight thousand. That's six six two two three four eight thousand. Twenty two zero one East University Avenue in Oxford, Mississippi. Alan Samuels, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement. That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock. Proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. And you I wonder mean, uh... why Bob Pataki is in his office cubicle right now, curled up in the fetal position, worried or just dreading the idea of Ole Miss losing to Southern Miss, because here we all are again. We had resigned ourselves to what the future of Ole Miss baseball was. We had all accepted it. We were moving on, and it was time for us to, to really – um, look forward as Ole Miss baseball. And here they are with a chance to punch their ticket to Omaha to compete for a national championship. It's not just about Omaha. They're one of the final teams left to go win a championship. And all we can think about is this crap again. And we're all back excited and thinking it's going to happen. And then they're going to lose. Here's one for you. Basketball season, Kermit's going to go 16 and 19, but he's going to win the SEC tournament and oh go to the NCAA. Oh, God, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, it's why we love sports, right? I, I guess. mean, it, it truly is. I you, guess. You got to have the hurt to have the, have the, have, have the, the, the feeling of euphoria. I mean, it all mixes in together. Yeah. It's that movie sports inside out, that Pixar movie, uh, joy and sadness. They, they go hand in hand. Haven't watched that one. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I, I believe you. Well, you don't um, have little kids. Well, in, well, you do have a little kid. Tori Kate never watched inside, uh, inside out. It's great. She, she may, she may. I, I may be missing that one. Oh, Mostly, on. it's uh, the show called Jesse. I yes, Gracie what? loves Jesse, and it's the worst. Loves Jesse. Well, the bad thing is, though, is the girl that plays Jesse on there. Okay, so sometimes late at night, I've got Netflix, so you know, I'll I'll be searching around, and I found this sitcom she's done for Netflix. And it might as well be rated, almost rated X. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. 
What's it called? I mean, uh, just for research purposes. It's a oh, joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the name. It's called Insatiable. Oh, boy. That's yeah. the name of it. Yeah. And look, it, it's, it's a little funny. So I get on there one night, and I will end up watching the first five or six episodes. Oh, and boy. then I started kind of getting tired of it and everything. Oh, boy. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah. So You notice you how know, these Gen makes- X shows all sound – like have titles of what used to be softcore porn? Insatiable? Oh, softcore, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Insatiable. That's the name of Insatiable. it. Insatiable. And then there's one. It's a really good show, but it's called The Sex Lives of College Girls. Like in, back in 89, that was that was a right. softcore fluff porn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the whole world. Hey, look, look. I'll say this much. Euphoria? <laughs> no. Yeah, I just said that, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I'll, I'll say this much. So Matthew McConaughey got it right when he stood up at the White House podium yesterday. And he told this country, we got a lot more things in common Wait. that we have in disagreement. Wait. We need to work on the things we have in common. Da- David, David, David. Yeah. How do we go from Ole Miss baseball to soft core porn titles to the shooting in Evaldi? Aight, aight, aight. Okay. Because it's the soul, the fabric of America, man, that's at play right here today. The I fabric mean, of know, Ole Miss exactly baseball, right. look, baseball's look. future is on the line or whatever this weekend in Hattiesburg. And you're saying they're going to Omaha. I'm saying they're going to Omaha. But we both agree that if they don't, we're right back where they were going into the postseason. Right? It's going to be insatiable. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, make yeah, the call absolutely. then. Make the call then. Yes or no? I'll, I'll give you mine. You give me yours. Yes or no? Ben, Keith Carter, if they don't go to Omaha, we'll make a move and move on from Mike Bianco. Ben, yes. David. It's just a hunch, okay? Just, just a, hunch. a hunch. And it's going to be controversial, but I tend to agree with you, yes. Okay. Why we got to tiptoe yeah. around it? We're talking about sports. Yeah, I know. But, I, you know, I don't like to forecast on people's lives. I really no, don't. That's a nice sentiment. Uh, you, you know, but this is the wrong business to be in to not want to do that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll People are this. listening to I, hear us talk about Ole Miss sports. And what is the number one Ole Miss baseball story outside of, obviously, Ole Miss is two wins away from friggin' yeah, Omaha? Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's all insatiable. But stop! Look, oh, man. it's gonna be my head all day. God. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to Google that one. Um, but here's another uh, one. Here's another. Here's another '80s porn title that is now just Gen X shows. Bridgerton. That's like a themed one. Bridgerton. Uh, okay. eh, it's not as good. That was not as okay. good. That was not as good. That sounds like one of these names. These kids the kissing booth. The kissing that. booth, David. The kissing booth. All right, sorry. Moving on. Okay. okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, moving yeah. on. Okay, this is the last week as we get out of here. This is the last week of Ole Miss football summer recruiting camps. What's the big story yeah. that every Ole Miss fan that doesn't really pay attention to recruiting all that much during the year or uh, just drops in and out, what's the big through line that they need to pay attention to about this week? The way college football has changed in the last two years has changed the importance of these summertime camps. That is the storyline. Um, it's not – Look, uh, when you get 300 kids lined up outside of your building uh, to come camp for you and you know you're only taking 10 to 12, maybe 13 high school kids in this upcoming class, it doesn't pay to be interested in a lot of them. And I think because of the NIL and the free transfer rule, um, you know, it's diminished the importance of summertime football camps. Not, Not a lot. Well, yeah, a lot, a lot. It really oh, has. it's completely flipped uh, it on its ear. Yeah, we can go back, uh, you know, five, six, seven years ago when Hugh Freeze was here, and he was having his Friday night lights. And Ben, you were there. You look out there, and it looked like the, you know, a practice for the Under Armour All American game. Mm-hmm. Everybody out there was four stars, five stars. The three stars were highly rated three stars. Um, you know, and, and it's not that those same kids aren't coming still. They are. Uh, it's not as many of them. And, you know, you know, when you see, you know, all of them walk through the door, that their appearance here that day and their work here that day 
in, a, in some regards, because of the portal now being accessible, is for naught. And, you know, that didn't used to be the way during the summertime camp season. Not June. You agree Kids walking it? up, and, every, and one of the questions was, hey, have you been offered yet? In June? In June. Uh, the, the old yeah. days, Christopher Ross would not we, – we would not – like this is a kid that would have been committed by now. The offer would have been firm and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that kid wants to commit to Ole Miss, it sounds like. And yet, you know, what's the holdup? It's because the, the, the old well, days – One of, one of the holdups with Ross – one of his holdups is he's dragging his feet a little bit, waiting to see what Nick Saban's going to do. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, I think Ole Miss obviously knows that. Uh, you, know, you get what I'm saying, though, about guys in typical old days. It, it would have been no doubt. You, you claim your spot. You got your scholarship. June summer camps was about, um, you know, kind of keeping that relationship fresh. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, to me, I mean, do you agree or disagree with that? I think that's the biggest storyline is the morphing of the camps into something that – uh, they didn't used to be. What are they now? Well, I mean, a lot of staffs use camp money to help, you know, pay their GAs a little extra money and their support staff and things like that. Assistant coaches get bonuses from them. I don't know that this Ole Miss staff does that, but uh, I do know that Hugh Freeze did that with his staff um, and a lot of other programs do. But, I, I mean, it's good work for the kids. Look, it's not like going to a camp is a shady deal. That's a great deal because you're getting great world-class instruction. You know, I mean, that's a fantastic deal for a young man to pay 40 bucks and get a chance to do that and, and operate, you know, under those coaches. Great deal. But, you know, it, it's just different. And I know for a fact, I'll, I'll tell you this, I know for a fact the old Miss coaching staff right now, they, they are holding ongoing discussions about, what their summertime camp season should look like moving forward. Mm. Because, you know, they, they, they realize, you know, everything's changed. Everything's changed. You don't have to bring a kid in and, and keep him for five years waiting for him to develop anymore. You just go out and get somebody already developed. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nobody better doing that than Lane Kiffin. I mean, he, he did extremely well over this off season. You know, the danger of that, what I fear is that, you know, you can't plug all the holes one year that, you know, you need wide receivers very badly and there's just not any out there. Uh, you need a quarterback and there's not one, you know, those kind of things, uh, you know, when you're, when you're operating like this, but, but, you know, Lane's right is pro football. Now it is professional football. And, you know, anybody that argues against that is wrong. He's done a good job so, uh, of walking that fine line this year with quarterbacks, uh, too, getting Jackson Dart and then Marcel Reed. Well, yeah, and apparently at the uh, Rebel Club meeting down in Jackson last night, uh, he uh, he told everybody it's still a three-man race. Now, I don't believe that. Which is a smart, it's a smart thing for Lane to say. But It's a two-man race. Not. I'll give him that, but three, come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Well, it's like somebody, race. a buddy of mine texted me uh, yesterday, and, and he goes, are we going to get Jaden Rashada? And, and I was like, I, I don't know. I don't have a really, I don't feel really particularly confident about it, I think is what I said. And he wrote back, great. Yeah. No Arch or Rashada, to which I said, eh, well, they'll get one of them next year in the portal. That's what's the difference. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing right there. I mean, you know, they want Jaden Rashada and they want him bad. Yeah. But if they don't get him, so what? Get him next so year. What? You're going to get somebody in the portal. Or maybe I mean, they, even they, him next year. Maybe him. Yeah, it could be him. He could go somewhere that he doesn't like, and he decides to come here. Quinn Ewers literally yeah, did that. He went to Ohio State. He wanted to go to Texas. And so the next year, after he got his money from Ohio State, he went to Texas. Yeah, it is, this this whole transfer portal thing. I love it. Has turned college football up on his ear. It's, it's, it's more interesting. That's what There's I'm no saying. Doubt about that. The entertainment value alone is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you know, but here's the fear. You know, and, and I, I was speaking to an Ole Miss coach yesterday. This is this is what his fear is. It's coming to the fact where your star receiver, who started all 13 games for you, called for 1,400 yards, first-team all-conference, has a beautiful, hot girlfriend. Everything is perfectly fine for him at this school. 
And somebody's put in his ear that if he transfers and goes to school B, they'll pay him a hundred grand more a year. And he walks in the office and explains that to his head coach. There has to be impermissible, in my opinion, there has to be impermissible in-season contact from other schools. A hundred percent. And I I think, you know, Jordan Watkins told me straight up. Jordan Watkins told me straight up. He knew he was leaving Louisville in October. October. Yeah. Yeah. That's a month after the season has started and you know you're leaving? Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of screwed up. And then you know, and, and Lane's even talked about this. When is it going to happen that the big booster that's funding a large part of this collective walks into the head coach's office and goes, "Hey, coach, uh, Johnny, Joey, and Jimmy, not playing as much as I thought they would be." Hey, I've invested a lot of money in Bob and Bob, you know, Pataki. Bob needs to be playing a little bit more. I need to get yeah, my exactly. return on my investment. I was going to ask you who the hell Bob Pataki is. It's was, just my pretend I, okay. person in this I, podcast. I, yeah, I got it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and he's like, no, coach, I'm not asking. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Put those boys on the field. And what do you say? What, what do you point, say? As a, you can't anymore as a coach just go, I am this program. What I say goes. No, like, coaches, no, that's not the role no more. If you tell him that, if you tell that booster that, He's going to walk out of out of your office going, I'm going to get that son of a bitch fired. He took a million bucks of my money, and I'm not seeing my million bucks on the field. And he's going to take his player with him. Okay, exactly, exactly. And then the next thing, you know, coach is fired. He's gone. And so, you know, there, those are the layers of the onion, if you will, that everybody knows is coming. Look, it's 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 human nature. I mean, hell, Ben, if you if you gave Lane Kiffin a million dollars to go get a kid and the kid's not playing, you're going to be up there in his office, right? Yes. Exactly. I, I want to get my money's exactly. worth. Well, yes. yeah, you're you're invested in that kid, yeah. and all of a sudden the coach is too big of a dumbass to to play the kid you paid for. Man, you were on a heater I, today, man. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, if you listen to what Lane's saying, that's what he's saying. Mm. We've got to have something. I mean, this is unrestricted, unrestricted free agency for everybody. And the university can't legally pay the player, so the player knows who he's there for. And then listen, okay, if if Booster Jimmy is the one that gave me the million dollars, and he's pissed at Coach. You know, how hard am I going to play for Coach? The top three, David, the top three prospects Ole Miss will have had on campus for camp in the last two – or last week and this week. So for two weeks, this two-week camp stretch, the top three prospects. I got one for you. Yeah. Aiden Williams was in town. He walked right by you. He was. Yeah, he was there yesterday while uh, we were interviewing – Johnny Brown from uh, Schenectady, New York, and has no offers right now. Come on, man! Um, Come on! Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's true. I you know, know but you don't say up. you don't say that out loud. He's six six, two hundred fifty pounds, and looks like he's a weightlifter. And you go over there and start talking to him, and then, well, you know, in walks Aiden Williams. Who, who so, you been? Um, who you been? Who you been offered by Austin P. A lot of Austin Peas, Miami of Ohio. Austin Peay offers everybody in the country. I'm telling you, there's there's hardly a kid that walks through the door that <laughs> Scotty Walden has not offered at Austin Peay. I mean, I mean every like, single all, guy that came to camp first. Go, what all offers you got? I feel like every single one of those like borderline guys said Austin P first. Austin. Peay. Hey, but credit credit to Austin P. Heck yeah, Austin P. Because because you know what. These kids are proud of those Austin P offers. Yeah, you know they're, that's they're true. Hesitant to say it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think my son had an Austin P offer, and he dared me to put it on his profile. You know, I mean, so you're you're gonna yeah. think this is uh, me trying to be funny. I'm I'm legitimately asking, where is Austin P? It's in Clarksville, Tennessee. Would have never guessed that, ever. Yeah, that's where it's at. Um, but anyhow, listen. 
Dean Williams, I agree with. The other two guys that I'm going to throw in there, and look, I'm not counting official visitors or anything. I'm talking about camp kids, okay? Yeah. Kids that came to camp. Aiden didn't camp yesterday, by the way. But he well, include, I think we should include um, visitors too, because that's still it doesn't necessarily mean for it's just like during camp season. These are the kids they had on campus, the top three, and one of them's Aiden Williams, and then I would say like Jaquez Petaway's coming in this weekend. That's huge. Yeah, that is big. He's the number and, ten um, wide receiver in the country. They had John State yeah. Cook on campus. He's the number like six wide receiver in the country. Both four stars. Yeah, Marvin Marvin Burks, a four star safety out of St. Louis. Yeah, uh, he was here as well. And I think it's pretty close to committing to Ole Miss. Um, you know, two guys I don't want to leave out and um, are, are two Mississippians, and that is Jimothy Lewis uh, from from Madison, Mississippi. He's a four-star. He is 247 sports, number one offensive tackle in the country mm-hmm. for the 24 class. He was here yesterday. And as well as a kid I think that's underrated right now, and that's Isaiah Autry. I knew um, you were going to say Isaiah Autry. I knew it. I almost well, said it before you said what, it. If you would talk to Jake Thornton after Tuesday's camp, you'd kind of get an idea of what, what I'm driving at just because Autry looked better yesterday than he's ever looked at an Ole Miss camp. Um, this is a kid with two years of high school ball left. Well, what did he do? What did he do that was impressive? Sorry uh, to interrupt. He lose a single one-on-one rep. Oh wow! He didn't, okay. he didn't lose a single rep. Um, just, just impressive. Moves great. Got a great physical body. Of course, his mother, his passion, Thompson, who won a couple national titles with Pat Summit at Tennessee. So he's got great athletic genes. Uh, but those two guys both deserve recognition. Isn't there an uh, Ole Miss connection is- with Autry, too? I'm sorry to interrupt again. I'm always catch myself now. Isn't there an Ole Miss connection outside of him being just from Tupelo? No, not really, other okay. than, uh, you know, his dad is, is my partner in the Southern League Combine, stepdad. That's a connection. Oh, well, by the way, I didn't tell you this, and I'm going to tell you this on, on the air. I hit up a kid. Uh, you, you do this regularly in this business. Um, reached out to him. He got an Ole Miss offer. Uh, asked him a couple questions just about his recruitment. And it was just a typical send out some, um, you know, some feelers to a kid that got offered by Ole Miss. And I said, who are you talking to at Ole Miss? And what did they said? And one of the people he mentioned is who he's, ta- who he's talking to at Ole Miss was David Johnson. Oh, man, cool. Uh, well, I'm not at Ole Miss. Uh, so I want to be like, well, David, uh, you know, look, I need to let you know something, man. <laughs> David's not a recruiter. Uh, who, who was this kid, man? <laughs> All right, hold on. I'll look it up. Hold on. Look it up. Yeah, I got. I got to find. Okay, this, uh, um, we'll, find, we'll all find out together. Here we go, Devin Taylor. Oh yeah, yeah. I interviewed him yesterday. Yeah, I said. <laughs> yeah, no, here's the question. Here's the question. Who have you been talking to at Ole Miss, and what do you like about Ole Miss? And he said, "I've been talking to yeah. Coach Kiffin and David Johnson at Ole Miss." <laughs> oh, good. I love that. I love that. That's dangerous territory, though. That, no, no, you know, we never misrepresent ourselves. No, God, no. I, I tell them straight yeah. up, hey, I'm Ben Garrett. I, I cover Ole Miss for the Ole Miss spirit and food of on three. You said the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same thing. And then uh, so he'll add you to the list next time. But, uh, yeah, he's an old lineman out of Florida. Yeah. Um, I talked to him Monday morning. And uh, when I say talk to him, Finding out where, you know, what, if Ole Miss was the second offer, but then Cookman was his first one, what the offer meant to it. Well, I can totally get the confusion. Like, he, we don't know each other from Adam, right? And I could get yeah. why reading that question, who you've been talking to at Ole Miss? Well, I've been talking to Kiffin and David Johnson. I can get that now. Yeah. I, I need to revise that question. That's a shitty question. You got to forward me that. Uh, that I got to keep that one for the archives. But um, yeah, good kid. He says he, he may try to get down here and visit at some point this summer. Um, he's, he's not a big guy in that, in, in height, he's long, only like six, two, but, uh, he's got the girth. He's, he's hovering around 300 pounds. So he'll be an interior guy in college. He's, he plays tackle in high school. So All yeah, right. thanks for letting me know that. Here's the, th- here's the thing. All, All right. right. I'm going to throw some prospects at you. This is kind of what I was getting at with the top three on campus for the camp season of the last two weeks for Ole Miss. I'm just going to throw some names at you and you give me your quick hitter update because we both pretty much know the same thing about this stuff. So I'm not going to repeat anything. John T. Cook. I think Ole Miss has a shot. It's going to be hard to lure him from the state of Texas with A&M and, and the Longhorns involved as well. I agree. He's good enough. He can go anywhere he wants to, but I don't see it ultimately being Oxford. 
Ole Miss has done a great job recruiting him. I don't think they're going to get him. Jacques Petaway, I think Ole Miss has got a great shot. What about you? Well, I think the weekend's big. As you mentioned, he's coming in this weekend. And, uh, you know, hey, it's closing time, right? Let's go. Aiden Williams. Aiden is very, very interesting. You know, it's uh, – I'm not as confident well, as I I'm used not, to be. Well, I, I let me say this. For a while there, I thought Georgia had him. I really did. Um, and, and what we're not talking about here is where potential NIL deals may fall with whatever school is recruiting you. And if you kid yourself and think these high school kids don't know what their NIL is going to be with where they're going to school, you're, 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 you're wrong. Right. You're absolutely wrong. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think that's somewhat of a factor. I, I think Aiden likes Georgia. Um, he was at Ole Miss yesterday, as you said. Um, I think it's a coin flip right now. I really do. And it's impossible for us to know all the behind-the-scenes workings going on at every school to know ultimately what he's going to do, Ben. I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say a, I'm pushing on him right now. I just, uh, I don't know. Damien, let's stick with 2023 kids that have been in town that we know of. I, I will mention, because um, we're talking about Jimothy Lewis and Isaiah Autry, both of those guys for the last handful of months have been regular visitors to Ole Miss. Oh, they live here. Yeah. They absolutely live here. And Lewis is the number one offensive tackle, like you said, for next year's class. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, he's number one by 24-7. He's number five in the composite. Um, Look, if you ever stood face-to-face with him, you'd understand. And you probably have. I'm just talking in general. But, I mean, oh, my God. I, I mean, you look at him now and you think he's an NFL offensive tackle. I mean, he has got such a high ceiling. This is a kid that's not been playing football for very long. Uh, he is he's continuing to develop. And the same thing can be said for Isaiah Autry. I mean, both of them are kind of my my, my, my twin brothers, so to speak. I mean, they, they remind me a lot of one another. Autry's not as physically developed as Lewis is yet. But you can see it. You can see growth. where he'll grow into it. Uh, oh. Yeah. He's got a frame that is unbelievable. Absolutely. And by the end of the day, you know, after three, four years of college ball, Isaiah Autry may may supersede Jimothy Lewis or vice versa. I mean, they're both outstanding gets. I know for a fact Ole Miss would take their commitments right now. Right now. There's no doubt about it. These aren't guys who have offers of, you know, yeah, we want you. Uh, no, it's not time for you to decide. They would take them right now. All right. We're going to stick with 2023 kids before we get out of here real fast. Damian Sanford, he's got offers from Ole Miss, A&M, TCU, a bunch of others. Three-star linebacker. He was on campus. What about him? Yeah, I liked him. Uh, he's a good kid. Um, you know, obviously can play some football. And, uh, you know, as short as Ole Miss is on depth at the linebacker position, would not hurt my feelings at all if they went all in on Sanford and tried to uh, – convince him to become a rebel because I think down the road in a year or two, Damian Sanford could help Ole Miss. We've already talked about Christian Ross. Both of us are hearing good things about Wilkin Formby and Bryson Sanders. Uh, yeah, I think they're both going to commit eventually. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I've uh, got them both crystal ball to Ole Miss and uh, Sanders is going to announce his commitment, I think on June 23rd. Um, but uh Formby, we're not sure exactly when he's going to announce, but I'm going to tell you something. Ole Miss getting Wilkin Formby. You know where Wilkin Formby lives, right? Yeah, Alabama. Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. And Wilkin and, and Formby has an Alabama offer. And for Ole Miss to go into Tuscaloosa and be able to pull that kid, and as I understand it, it's a committable offer from Alabama, is going to be tremendous, and I think it's going to happen. I really and truly think Bryson Sanders, whose granddad played a season of ball at Ole Miss back in, I think, 1970. Um, and, and, and I talked to Bryson about that. That doesn't matter to him, nor should it. But he really likes Ole Miss. He's really connected with Jake Thornton. And he is, you know, Thornton, look, I got to tell you something. Jake Thornton has, has just done a yeoman's job recruiting. That freshman class of offensive linemen they brought in last year, 
is going to be really, really good. Really good. And I know the proof's in the pudding. You're going to have to wait a year or two before you start seeing those results from that class. But they are high on those kids. They think they hit the ball out of the park. And uh, Thornton is on the verge of hitting the ball out of the park in the 23 class. And, and as Ben and I both said, Isaiah Autry and Jimothy Lewis in that 24 class, that's a hell of a start to that one too. I'm telling you, man. We brought it up, but I feel like Kiffin and this coaching staff has just done such a good job of walking that fine line of the portal, but also getting not just, not, not just you only got 10 to 13 spots, but these aren't just takes, man. These are like legitimately every school wants some, these kids that they're getting commitments from. This is a different kind of recruiting. It, it is, you know, and one of the things that, uh, you know, Lane, you know, there's no arguing this, got away from was this Mississippi first mentality. And it wasn't Matt Luke that really brought that here. Hugh Freeze had that too. I mean, Hugh's, Hugh's philosophy here was we've got to win the state of Mississippi first. And Matt Luke really just kind of carried that on. See, I Lane disagree about that like, with Freeze. I feel like Freeze fell in love with stars and would go chasing a four or five star linebacker oh, in California when he had Ger- he Gerard, what was his name? The Avery kid right down the road? Gennard Avery. Gennard Avery, yeah. that's right. He missed. Look, what I'm saying, yeah, but Freeze was always star crazy now. Yeah. I mean, and look, had Gennard Avery been a four-star prospect versus a three-star prospect, oh. he probably would have had a spot. Oh, God. He was just, just wine and dined him. Whining and dining. The Hugh That's the way he operated. But he always knew, he thought, he knew he had to win Mississippi as well. And that was always, he always put an emphasis on that, Ben, always. And there were always great battles going on between Ole Miss and Mississippi State come signing day every single year. Now, Matt Luke came in, he put it in, put pen to paper, said Mississippi first. You know, and he just maybe went too far. Lane came in and said, you know what? Everybody is on everybody's TV set in America. Everybody. So, you know, it's not like these kids grow up only watching Ole Miss for Mississippi State play ball anymore. That left about 20 years ago. And it's recruiting nationwide and recruiting effectively. Kiffin came up with this crazy recruiting philosophy at Ole Miss, just get good players. Crazy. Correct. Crazy. That's right, because most of the people in the stands do not care where those kids come from. Hell no. All right, that's it. 2-0, and you say, this weekend for Ole Miss baseball in Hattiesburg. Now, I got a feeling, don't hold me to it, but – I'm, I'm picking the it. Rebels to win this Super Regional. You picked them to win it too now. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a very dramatic game three because it has to be this old. Okay. You, you can't – they can't lose this time. They just can't lose this time. They can't do it. They can't. Here's where I'm at. Here's it's different at this today. year. You can't do it. Here, here, hold on. You interrupted me this time, so I get to say this real quick. You've gotten Ole Miss nope. fans back from the brink and completely on boards. You cannot lose this time. You cannot crush them this time. There's no recovering from no. this. There's just no rec- – after no. everything, you just can't do it. You have to go win it. You have to. You have to, and and here's my prediction. Again, Ole Miss wins it in two. And the reason I say Ole Miss wins it in two, and I think they will, is that if it goes to a game three – Oh, it's over. At a totally it's over. It's over. Because history says if it goes to a game three, Ole Miss is not going to come out on the winning end of that. I swear, if I were Mike Bianco and I went to game three, I'd DH Tim Elko and play him at – or I'd just start him at pitcher. If, if I were Mike Bianco <laughs> and I got the sense that it was going to a game three because of how game two was playing out, I would try to get myself thrown out of game two. Yeah, but then you couldn't coach game three. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But yeah. what if you lose game one and you win game two big? How'd you get thrown out in that? Oh, then it's just whatever. They're going to lose game three, and then he's going to be fired on Monday. Okay, it's been another crossover podcast. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. It's always fun, man. Thanks. Always enjoy it. Hi to Todd. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.